Yeah. 
Well, but this past week, amen, you know, the, the services, ten or eleven services that we attended, kind of the breakout sessions during the camp meeting were all very, very informative. I'll use that word, you know, very, very like it was more than information, it was impartation, amen. It was revelation. So as, as we received and it just continued to build on itself. Just the, the things that were just being constantly shared and by the Holy Spirit, the theme, amen. What happens when the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit is in charge? Amen. We know if we if you let the Spirit of God be in charge, can't nothing but good things happen. Amen. amen. Great things begin to happen when we allow God to be in charge. Amen. And that's that's what we really want to do, amen. I thank God as Pastor Mr. Pulsing about those that were able to accompany us. Amen. Down there, I thank God for sons, amen. Sam. Minister Giles, amen. And being with us and Daniel, who's not with us today, amen. But he, you know, came down and got to God. In, in their lives, amen. So he's having his way of my life. Amen. And I thank God for my wife for coming to me. How about that? Amen. <laughs> you know, I'm the kind of pastor. I don't like to go nowhere without my wife. So, uh, so I thank God for her. But I thank God for, for that. And, you know, and even Lynette and her children were able to come, those that were with her, and, and spend that time with us. And, you know, just the impact, even on my grandson. I mean, God dealt with some things in his life. Amen. It was amazing. But you can't you can't go to their room. I mean, I don't care how old you are. You can't go there and not be, be touched. Amen. Not be changed because the flow of the spirit, amen, in that place is just so charged with, with the power of God and the love of God. Amen. So I thank God for all that. And, you know, hopefully we'll get an opportunity to let them share, amen, what they experience, you know, here. But we just wanna just share some things with you, amen, because this this past I say, you know, a month, but it actually been several months and beyond. You know, God has really been dealing, amen, and moving in my life. Amen. Amen. In some tremendous ways, amen. You know, yeah, and the more I look back and the more I, I reflect on it, amen, you know, God has been really having his way. And sometimes, you know, just like you know, many of you know, it wasn't my desire to be a pastor. I want to be a truck driver. I want to be an 18-wheeler just run back and forth all over the country. That would be my address, whatever the truck number was. You know, man, just, just reach me there. You know, but God said no. I mean, it was all set up and worked. Let me go. Man, that was my plan for years. But God had a different plan. Finally, you know, He got me in a place where I surrendered. Yes. And here we are, 20 years later. Amen. Pastor. You know, and that's all to the glory of God. Not, not in no way trying to pat myself on the back because I know it ain't me. Me, but it's just simply yielding to God and allowing Him to lead, guide, and direct. You know, and, and this this connection that He's allowed me to have, you know, through, through Dr. Thompson. And I must say, you know, me like many people, Amen. When I first encountered Dr. Leroy Thompson, you know, I didn't have the understanding or the foresight to see the real call upon his life, and I just kind of backed away. And for many years, didn't even look that way again. Amen, because I, you know, back then I couldn't get past the money from the message. Yeah. Uh, like many people, people took on that, they think that's all it's about. But, you know, God has a way of, of doing things. Yeah. Amen, and as 
time passed, the dog allowed our past to cross again. You know, it's both in Marysville, Washington. All right. Amen. And in that meeting, the Lord really had his way, amen. And he allowed me to see beyond where I was standing. Amen. He allowed me to see the Father's heart. He allowed me to see the anointing. He allowed me to see the bigger picture. That was just, you know, the first few minutes of him speaking. And I was obedient. God said, go. I went. Took my wife. She didn't want to go, but she went. I'll tell you what. You know, it's, it's been totally different ever since. And the more I watch and I walk and I follow and I learn, amen, I see what God is really doing. And even, I think, even that time frame and the distance is all providential. God has a perfect timing in everything. And in these last three years, the connection and even the change that has taken place in his ministry and his call, amen, and, and walking with that, God has used that to show me me. You know, in a lot of different ways and help me to understand why for so many years the things that I've been engaged in and involved in and, and looking at, amen, why it's been there in beyond here, beyond this house, into the city and, you know, beyond. And I begin to really begin to understand more and more. And so I said, God, you're doing a mighty work. And I thank God because, see, again, it's not me. It's not what I'm looking for. But I have to say, oh, yes, Lord, I see you showing me, you're revealing to me. And even, you know, as we shared at the 20th anniversary, you know, the apostolic call that God has called me to, the apostleship. And that's not something I was looking for. Amen. But then, again, as I look back, it's been piggybacking on the pastoral call for a long, long time. Amen. And, and now coming to an awareness of why and how it's, it's easier to yield to the things that God is saying because of that, because of the understanding that I've received, even as I've watched, you know, by my spiritual father, Dr. Thompson, step into the call and study it out and look at it and get a greater understanding of what it really means biblically. Amen. In order to be walked out according to the Word of God, it's not a, a title or a name, but what does it really mean? Amen. It really is packaged in that and comes with that. And I, I thank God for that greater understanding. You know, this camp meeting is especially a blessing because, you know, obviously the theme being led by, you know, what happens when, you know, the Holy Spirit is in charge. They always want to be led by the Spirit and the depth. Amen, of that, and then the understanding and the demonstration, you know, of the apostolic, you know, getting a greater degree of understanding there. So I'm, I'm excited. Amen. Amen. But I'm also, you know, kind of waiting to know, what you going to do next? You know, you, you know I, I'm, I'm the kind of person, I, I've learned that if God revealed everything to any one of us all at once, we'd all probably take off and run. Be gone. You know, if he showed you everything you got to go through, amen, if he showed you everything he's expecting of you all at one time, amen, if he showed you all the attacks the enemy was going to bring your way, you say, uh-uh, this thing's for me. I'm out of here. But because God is so wise and he's so loving, amen, he kind of just shows what we need to see, when we need to see it. Now it's up to you and me, and me, okay, to grab hold of it, and to follow it or to, you know, resist. And yes, we can resist the Holy Spirit. Right. Amen. Amen. We can say, no, I ain't going to do that. But see, and I've seen it many, many times. I've done it myself. But as we get to a place to where we learn to yield and to surrender and to submit to the, the leading of the Holy Ghost, 
Amen. We find out that I can do all things through Christ. Amen. And that I am empowered when I recognize that I'm weak. Amen. But there's things that, you know, we, we need to really come to a place to grab hold to and say, okay, God, I really need you. Because in and of myself, I'm a mess. Can you say that with me? I'm a mess. Amen. Amen. But with you, amen, I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. So there's a huge difference between what we can do of ourselves. Amen. If we look in the mirror and be honest with ourselves, we some ugly people. You can be the cutest thing physically, amen, but on the inside, we can be some ugly jokes. Amen. Uh, maybe I'm missing somebody here, but, but you know, the reality is, you know, when we really get honest with ourselves, we some scary people. And we got to get ourselves our way. Now, so I yield, I surrender, because I know I did some crazy stuff in my youth, amen, in the early adulthood. I did some stupid stuff. Amen. And then when you look back at it now, you say, what were you thinking? What was the matter with you? Uh, they say, what's the matter for you? You know, I mean, I was out there. Right on the hood of cars and had high out of my mind. You know, it was like crazy stuff. Could have been dead.
No, there's things that God wants to do, but we've gotten to a place of apathy. We've gotten to a place at large with the church. Amen. Uh, well, we know what it says, but it happened and it worked back in the days of old, you know, but yet we don't see much of that anymore, especially, you know, in, in you know, established nations like the U.S. where we think we got everything and we all right. You know, so we don't call on God because we got a little money in the bank. We don't call on God because we got cushioned pews and seats. You know, so, so we, we can come for the wrong reason and we be comfortable and not be hungry. We can be comfortable and not be thirsty for the things of God. Amen. We can be satisfied with what we have, with what we have, so therefore we're not concerned with what others don't have. You know, so so it, it, it's, it's a breaking down of some things that has to take place. Amen. In order for us to really come to a place to understand who it is that God has called us to be and what God wants us to do. So he's strategically positioning governing churches. Amen. Throughout the world, and this nation. Right. Amen. For the outpouring. Amen. We, we've seen the outpouring on the day of Pentecost. But there's an outpouring that has that I, I believe is coming. Where people are going to be running to the church. Amen. Amen. I feel they're going to be running to the church. Because things are going to continue to get crazy. And you can only get crazy so far before even the crazy folk know it's crazy. Huh? And they say, even the crazy folk won't say this don't make no sense. You know, and, but they need to be able to look around and see somebody that's standing. Somebody that's got their right mind about them. Somebody that's still magnifying God and still willing to make a stand for what's right regardless of what the society says or what the government says. You're still willing to stand and make a stand for what's right. See, you know, you know I'm not anti-government, so don't, don't get that in your mind. But when the government says something that the Bible says is okay, but the Bible says it's not, I gotta go with the Bible. I gotta go with the Word of God. Amen. 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 Because the scripture tells me let God be true and what? Amen. Every man, man, woman, boy, and girl, a lie. Amen. Because we got to make up our mind. We're going to stand on the word of God. Amen. Amen. So he, he's calling and he's looking for these people who will go beyond themselves and allow themselves to be filled. Amen. And not just filled, but really ready to follow the spirit of God. Amen. In order to, you know, do the things that God wants to do in the earth realm. And I thank God because, you know, that's one thing that that you know, Dad is pushing toward. Amen. Is all LTMA churches, all those that's connected will be those breakthrough churches. Part of that move, part of what God is doing, amen, to bring that understanding. And in order for that to happen, there's some things that we have to go back and reestablish, some things we have to relearn and to redo. Amen. Why? Because we've gotten things out of order in the church. I mean, we got to a place, amen, to where we don't see the move, amen, and the offices of the fivefold really functioning like God intended for them to function. We don't, we don't really see the apostolic. You say apostolic, or apostle, most people don't even know what you're talking about. Or the title has been misused, the label of a denomination has been misused to, you know, promote self, or, you know, I want to be above everybody, so I'll call myself, but really not understanding what it's about. You know, we, we've seen, you know, the, the misuse of the prophetic gift. 
you know, and, and you know, all the way to other people, well, it's not working in the church, so I'll go start the 1 800 line and I'll prophesy to them over there, you know, just, just pay $2 for calling, I'll prophesy to you, you know. So we, we've seen the misuse of prophetic gifts. You know, and then don't let us, you just need to spend too much time dealing with the, the pastoral gifts. Amen. It's, it's, it's been moved into a place, amen, where it overrides everything else, and it's, we've got things out of it. Amen. We don't hear much about the teacher. But it's just as important as all the rest. Amen. amen. And the evangelist, well, we too busy to go evangelizing anymore. You know, so it's, 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 it's a title that gives me a seat in church on the first three benches, and that's about as far as it goes. You know, but it's time to get all the five-fold gifts, as we call them, back in order. It's time, amen, to, to work on reestablishing God's government, God's order, and yes, he has a government. When you go to Isaiah 96, it tells us the government shall be upon his shoulders. Amen. It's not talking about the world's government. It's talking about God's government. God has a way of governing his church, of operating, because we know that God is the God of order. When you look at the universe, you look at the human body, you see order, you see structure, and you think he's just going to put a church together without order, without structure? No, he established an order, he established a structure, for the body of Christ to function and be effective in the earth. God still has a plan, amen, for his church to demonstrate heaven in earth. But that can't happen until we get back in alignment. Until we get back in order, amen, to be able to do that, to be kingdom people, amen, like God has called us to be. And that means getting a whole lot of self, everybody say self, self, flesh, out the way. Amen. And yielding and surrender. See, when, you, when we get saved, when we come to get saved, we say, Lord, I give my life to you. What does that really mean? When we walk out the door, we still got our own agenda. Got our own plan. No, no, no. See, when we say, I give my life to you, that means I give you 100% of my life. Everything. You order my steps. You direct my course. Everything I do, I want to glorify you. On my job, I want you to be magnified. I want you to be lifted up. I want to be a vessel and an instrument for your using. In my home with my children or even with my parents that might not know you, I want to be a vessel. I want to be an instrument. I want to be a light that you call me to be in the earth. I want you to be demonstrated in everything I do and everything I say because I belong to you. It's not about me no more. How can I promote you? What can I do for you today? How can I serve you today? God, see, oftentimes we come looking for what the Lord is going to do for us. When was the last time we really asked God, what can I do for you? This is what he's calling us. Amen. To get to a real surrendered place, amen, and, and you know, kind of start piping down our agendas, amen, so that his agenda can be pushed to the fore. He can be lifted up. You know, so where is, so what does that say for us, amen? We've got to set our hearts. We've got to set our, our spirits, amen, to embrace the instruction and the move of God, the shift that he's bringing into this house, Amen. And, and the direction that he wants us to go is going to put a demand on every single one of us. Come on. Come on. I, I, have to I ain't got enough demands. No. I'm not just talking about your time. It's going to put a demand on every single one of us to change our thinking. Amen. To change our, our view and our focus of everything that we do. Everything. I'm talking about really becoming kingdom 
Amen. Amen. And, and see, this is this is going to be demanding because see, when we get to this place, that's what it takes to be led by the Spirit. Amen. Is to, to realign our thoughts. Amen. So that you know, Jesus said, "I don't do anything except my Father tells me to do." I only say what He says, tells me to say. And we said we want to be little Jesus. Is that right? You only like him. So that means that, you know, I'm not going to do anything that the Lord don't tell me to do. I'm not going to say anything that the Lord is not approving of. Wow. That just cleaned up a whole lot of language right there. Huh? That just stopped a whole lot of, you know, self right there. If we would grab hold of that. So these are the things that he's looking for. I mean, we can't continue to look at things the same way. It's time for us to become <coughs> unusual people. Amen. See, you, you, we can't continue to operate like everything is normal or natural because that's that's not who God has called us to be. Now we need to look at things in ways that are just just don't make sense to the natural mind. It just don't make sense, Amen. But here it is. If it made sense, it wouldn't be supernatural. I may just want to see the supernatural movie. So therefore, we need to decide, Amen, that I want to begin to think supernatural. I want to begin to think in a way, amen, that doesn't make sense even to me. If it made perfect sense, you could do it without God. Now, we like, you know, some of us, we are real ordered. We like to know what's going to happen, what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, when it's over. That's not how God operates. Think about when he told Moses, get up there and leave your father's house and your kindred and just go where I say go. And he said, right, he didn't know where he was going, but he was obedient enough to go. Abraham, who did I say? Did I say Thank you. I thank y'all for y'all here. Abraham. You know, but again, are we willing? If God came and, and told you to pack up and go right now, how many of us are ready to go? But you, he didn't tell you where you were going. How much you hand? I'm going to tell you right now, if God came to me and told me to go, I'll be like, where's that thing? I'll be gone. I am not that attached to anything or anybody that I will not do what God says. If I know it's God, and I say that's what I say, if I know it's God, not my flesh, not I'm weary and I'm tired, there's people over there on 551 midway that wear me out. I'm sick of it. So I have a dream. The Lord said, go start a ministry in Hawaii. That's not God. That's not God. I wouldn't want to go to Hawaii anyway. No, not that I'm having an against Hawaii. It's a nice place to live. But I really wouldn't want to live in Hawaii. I've been there enough times to know, amen, that that's not my cup of tea. I love the Luau. I love the beaches. Amen, but that's not my cup of tea. Amen. So I thank God. If he said go, Pastor David would be gone. I might send you a text. I'll do that. I'll do it right. The Lord said go, and I gotta go. So, but what? So, so what am I talking about this morning? We gotta get to a place that we are totally led by God. Get to a place, amen, where we are recognizing, amen, that God wants to use every single one of us in a powerful way. We got to get tired of the, 
the cycles of up and down. Huh? You know, you're spiritual for a while, then bam. You're doing good financially for a while, then bam. Your emotions are up and you're strong, and then bam. Did I not?
I, I, I was missing it now. I, I was hitting a little bit. I mean, for six years, every Wednesday, having prayer in there, counseling other pastors in this city and helping them to deal with their issues, amen. Some that packed and some until their, their churches ran them away, but they would come to me and they'd say, can you talk to me? Can you hear me?
He says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that he may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Set forth, show forth what? His wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who has called you. In other words, you are supposed to be showcasing God in the earth. And our thoughts, our action, our living, our conduct, they should look at us and see God. They should look at us and see the kingdom and function and operating in the earth. And when they look at you and just see jacked up you and jacked up me, they ain't see God. When they see our attitudes and they see our, you know, our emotions and they see our feelings and all this, you know, and, you know they're not seeing God. See, but when we really get aligned and they say, wow, I know you, uh, a man or a woman of God, a child of God, because they need to be able to see it. Not just see, he didn't say it's for you to go tell them. But he said it's time for us to show it forth. It should be visible. It should be noticeable in our living, amen, and where we are and who we are and how we act. And this is what God is calling us to. That higher level, amen, of allowing him to show off through us. When people go off on you and you still got peace, you're showing off God. Huh? When you can still love on them that's hating on you, you're showing off God. See, some of y'all just think, yeah, I've been talking about material things, but that's, that's a part of it, but that's not all of it. That's got its place, but that's not the only thing we're going to hang out on. Why? Because it don't make me, who, who cares if you live in a big house and drive a nice car and you still got a nasty spirit? You're still selfish. You can't help nobody. can't love on nobody. can't forgive nobody. But I'm saved and look how good I got it. No, no, no. Don't nobody care about where you live or what you got if you're still crazy. If you're still caught up and all wrapped up in yourself. No, anybody can do that. Now, I'm tired, you know, I got nothing to get to you, man, but, you know, I was watching the other day with little Justin Bieber, you know, you know, people get tired of his ethics, but this boy made over $34 million in one year. But that hasn't changed his character. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was on receiving some kind of award, and he was upset because they were booing him and everything else. And he said, I'm an artist, and you should take me seriously, just because you're an artist? Just because you got a lot of money? And it's the same thing with the church. Well, they should take us seriously. Why? Just because you got a nice building? Come on now. Come on now. Just because you say you say? No. What's your character? Huh? Take me seriously. Well, you get serious. If you want the world to take you seriously, you want your parents to take you seriously, your kids to take you seriously, your spouse to take you serious, then get serious. About your walk, about your living, about your God. Yeah. Yes, sir. About who you are. When we get there, then they're going to see the difference. Because we realize it's not me, it's Him. That was to operate. See, I'm talking about that. We're going to squeeze some stuff out of us. Oh, Amen. I, I, I hate to say it, but this squeeze might squeeze some out of the church. Oh, out of living faith. Because what? We're going. We're going high. 
We're going to cancel all this crazy stuff. Anybody with me?
Find it, my brother. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high faith. You know, our fight is not what we see. And see, this is the place where we mess up. Because we, we, we think we're fighting the natural and we fight the normal. Amen. Even in our own selves. But see, there's a war going on. Amen. And, and see, we got to pull back the, the veil and show what the real deal is. Amen. So we can begin to understand. It's not, it's not, it's not your kids. It's not your parents. It's not your co-workers. Amen. That's, that's not what the real deal is. Amen. But if we focus on those things, we miss the real deal. Look at how it says it in, in, in the Amplified. Same verses. He said, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. I like that. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provide. I mean, there's no end to God's way. Put on all armor. The armor of a heavy armed soldier which God supplies that you may be able to successfully stand against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the this part. Uh, uh, I mean, that, that's you know something that's endlessly powerful. It's really, really talking about that. the despotism against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. So, what are we really looking at? There it is. We're spiritual beings. See, sometimes we can get that. And we're engaged in a spiritual warfare. Most oftentimes we forget that. And there, there, there is a, a parallel dimension in the spirit that we can't see with our natural eyes. You know, so we, we forget that, you know, we're wrestling against principalities and powers and spirits. I mean, even as we travel, we... We, we go from place to place, and you can literally feel the differences in the principalities. You can feel the difference in the spirit realm. Amen. If you're in tune with the spirit, you can feel those differences when you go from place to place. It's a totally different spirit here than there is in Louisiana. You know, and, and you can feel those things, amen, as you go one in Virginia, a whole other one. We went to, to Rhode Island, is it, where the spirits roam free. There was a sign here that talked about Apollo, where the spirits roam free. Like, they didn't know what they were saying. But there, there's a, a, a parallel spiritual dimension that, that runs along with this physical world and the physical dimension that we live in. But the problem is, is that we don't recognize it as much as we need to, still. We don't think about it as much as we need to. But here's the flip side. These demonic spirits, principalities and powers, are thinking about it all the time. They're watching, they're seeing, they're listening all the time. See, they're, they're fully aware of our, our physical existence. 
They're fully aware of God's love for us and His plan to redeem us and to use us for His glory. They're fully aware because why? They once were in heaven with God. They got cast down to this earth to be imprisoned because of their disobedience. And now he's shifting. He's got his love coming toward these natural creatures that they are fully aware of. And, and, and so they're not happy. Not that happy. So, so, so they come and, and they want to trip you and me up. So they're constantly, constantly warring against you, warring against our spirit, warring against the natural circumstances in our lives. And here we think, our, our friend is messing us up. We think everybody else is messing us up. And so we end up fighting each other because we don't put it in and say, no, wait, no, hold on, put on the brakes. This is spiritual warfare. So they come against you. They come against your household. They come against your body. They come against all these things. And, and because we don't recognize where it's coming from, we assign it to everything else. We wonder why I'm still tripping in my mind about this because the enemy's got me putting thoughts in your head. And then what we do, because we don't recognize the spiritual warfare, we take ownership of the thoughts. And because we take ownership of those thoughts, then we start acting upon those thoughts. That's right. Because he just came and just planted it in your head. Why don't you just cuss him out? Why don't you just slap him? Why don't you just go to this website? Get your little porn in. Huh? And we, we, we become it all stuff like, hey!
separate me from God, keep it all. Because I want Him to be glorified. But if my mind, if my mind is set, and my heart is set, I can glorify God with those things. What did you say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these. Is that the word of God? Or is that Pastor David's verse? No, that's the word of God. He said, All these things will be added. He knows the things you have need of. Amen. And he's able to hook us up according to those things, amen. But yet he wants us to put him first continually. Calling on his name, getting himself out of the way. Oh my goodness. I want to see some supernatural things happening in my life. I want to see some supernatural things happening more and more in your lives. Amen. But that's going to take us getting in a supernatural mindset. That God can do it and God will do it. God said he'll do it. We're going to ask God to, and, and hold him to his word. You don't mind you holding him to his word. You know, we were riding down the road and everybody was asking me about, you know, where God said, prove me. You know, that's what he said, hold me to my word. Test me, try me, see. What I do? What I keep my word? Even in that area. Oh, my goodness. Let's look at the first chapter in NEP and see what has already been declared before we talk about the principalities and power. Chapter 1, verse number 20. Hallelujah, Lord. He said, Was he wrought in Christ to this when he raised him from the dead and set him? at his own right hand in heavenly places. Far above, look at this. See, what we fighting, he's already above. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, that and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Oh. Wait a minute, if he's the head of the church and all this stuff is under him, that means all these things should be under the church. But if we're not properly connected, if we're not being the church, all this ain't going to be under our feet. We ain't going to be able to walk in, in, in this power. Let me look what he says. Which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. like, wow. You mean that through Christ, I have power over these principalities? Power and all these Through my, my connection with him, ain't nothing that the enemy can bring to me that can take me down. If I recognize my connection, if I lay hold to it and if I apply it, ain't nothing the enemy can do, amen, that's going to bring me down. But if I fail to recognize that connection, if I fail to lay hold to it and walk it out, then I, I, I'm, I'm on my own. And I'm not ready to fight the enemy on my own. Amen. None of us are ready to fight the enemy on our own. I've seen people try in the flesh. You know, my mother slept to sleep. Huh? Got sent out naked, wounded. Why? Because they didn't Christ. I know Paul. I know the uh, and sometimes we, we think we can just charge in it because we know a few scriptures. Uh, no, it's going to take a whole lot more than that. Amen. This spiritual realm that we're dealing with, amen, we don't have to deal with it by ourselves. Look at those same verses. I'm going to read those in the Amplified as well. He said, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. 
far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and even in every name that is named above every title that can be conferred. Every title. Not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world that are to come. Oh, we talked about that when we talked about heaven. Amen. And look what he said. And has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church. Wow. A headship exercised through the church. Now, you mean he wants to take his power and exercise it through you and me? Think about that. He wants to do it through us in the physical realm to bring glory to the spiritual. Wow. Which is his body. Say, I'm the body of Christ. Huh? Amen. I'm his muscle. And I can do what God wants me to do when I recognize my connection with him. Uh, which is the body of Christ and fullness of him who fills all things, all, all in all. For in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete, who fills everything everywhere with himself. Wow. For in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete. Now see, when you say I'm the body of Christ, that means that full measure is in me. So that when I'm aware and conscious of the spiritual parallel that's coming against me, I have the full measure of Christ in me to combat that. All I gotta do is plug in. All I gotta do is exercise. All I gotta do is believe what His Word says. But when I allow myself to be unaware of the spiritual warfare, then I'm left to my own device. See, I don't need, I'm gonna say this, I don't need that much power to combat my flesh. Flesh has power and all. You can tell your flesh to shut up. You don't need that much power to combat your flesh, but you need that power to combat the spiritual realm. Uh, he's given us enough power, enough knowledge and understanding. And, and let me prove it to you. How many of us know fire is hot? Huh? So you control your flesh when it comes to fire. Huh? You know, he said, help me, Holy Ghost. Don't let me put my hand in this fire. I got to fast and pray so I can go. See, you have power over the flesh in and of yourself through the knowledge of what... But when you're dealing with the spiritual realm, it takes you to a whole number. Huh? in Genesis that the serpent, meaning the, 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 the devil, the adversary, was more subtle, more cunning than all the creatures. I mean, he, he knows how to come in. He knows how to get us to mess up. He knows how to slide in and you didn't even recognize you was there because you wasn't even looking in the spiritual realm. You thought it was all natural. You thought it was all... No, 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 no. 
He knows how to come in in ways, and that's why we must continue to be in prayer. We must continue to fast. We must continue to be in our word. We must continue to meditate. Amen. We must pray in our spiritual language. Yes, I'm talking about praying in tongues. Amen. We must do these things to build up our spirit, man. Amen. So that when the warfare comes, I'm fortified. I am ready for the fight. Amen. Why? Because I've immersed myself in the things of God. I've, I've sought out His Spirit constantly. Lord, lead me, speak to me, show me, guide me, let me get in Your Word. Bring all things to my remembrance. Lord, I need You because without You, I'm going to fail. Without You, I'm going to mess up. Without You, I'm going to backslide. Come on, come on. We don't like to separate back. But if you're not going forward. Uh, and see, so so we need to understand the warfare. We need to understand, amen, that I am, and these scriptures that we've looked at today, they, they demonstrate that I am, you are, the body of Christ. So therefore, when we go to and fro in the earth, amen, when we go on our jobs and in our homes and the marketplace, whatever, you are the body of Christ. How strong is that body if it's not connected to him? That's what we got to ask. How do we stay connected? How do, how do we do that? We constantly stand in word. And we, 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 we capture every thought that the scripture tells us to bring every thought under the captivity of Christ. Let me, let me, let's go to Genesis real quick. Genesis 28. Time has come down. You got to be aware of this spiritual realm. Amen. But I want to show you that parallel in Genesis 28 chapter. It's on the 11th, the 11th verse. Wow. Uh, almost done. How about you? He said, and he lighted. Verse number 11. He lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his door and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and before a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascended and descended on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, and the land whereon thou layest, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt, shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee. And in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places where thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee. Look at that. God's presence. He said, My presence is only with you. Uh, he's already shown the provision. Amen. I'm going to give you this land. Uh, Amen. Now he's showing his, his presence and his protection. Until I have done that which I have spoken of.
to the other. And Jacob awoke out of his sleep. And he said, now look at this. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. Wow. I'm like, he's saying, I hear God say all the time. How do you know? Uh, do you not think God is everywhere? Amen. And sometimes we live and we act like we don't know it. Come on. Just like that. I mean, he, God took him up. He, he went to sleep and he took him up in a dream and he allowed him to see the, the other dimension. He's seen the angels going up and down, back and forth between heaven and earth about their assignments. And, I, and I, I'm just praising them to believe. Amen. They were, they were coming to see to, the, uh, to those that trusted in God and believed in God and fighting their warfare and their battles and bringing provision in, in the spiritual realm. They're, they're working on our behalf. And, you know, I, I believe that, that the ladders are all over the place. I, I believe that one in mine. Uh, and and they, they come to and fro. Amen. Why? Because I'm calling them alone. They can come and meet my needs, and they can come and fight my battles. They can come and give me strength and give me peace. Why? Because I recognize and I acknowledge the other realm, amen. And because then we just need to say, God, just show me. Just, just give me a glimpse. Show, show, show me. Show me, amen. You moving on my behalf. Help me to see that spiritual realm, God, so that, that when trouble comes, I, I know I can call on you. He shows it to us in the scripture. And if you just believe just grab hold. I mean, he let him know his protection was there, his provision was there, amen, his promises were there. All those things were in that path. Whatever you need, whatever you need, Jacob, I'm going to be with you. You see, and up to that point, he said, I'm the father of Abraham and Isaac. He's talking to Jacob, but later on, he's talking to others. He said, I'm the father, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, now I want him to come down and say, I'm the father of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and David. Jenkins. Huh? Come on, can you put your name in there? Yes, we get to a place to really grab hold and understand of the power of God operating until he comes. I want to be in that line. Amen. Uh, he said, surely the Lord is in this place. I didn't know. And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is called Bethel, huh? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Wow. Hallelujah. God, open heaven's gate over our hearts. Open heaven's gate over this church. Amen. Over this people. So that we can walk in a way, amen, and we can have demonstration in our lives, in our heart, in our spirit, amen, that yet we are living under an open heaven. And because we've, we've positioned ourselves, amen, to be where God wants us to be so he can out all that he wants to pour out through us into the earth. That's what we're looking for. Amen. And Jacob arose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillow and set it upon a pillow and poured oil upon it, upon, upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Love at the first. Rename the city. Are you ready, ready to rename your house? Come on now. Come on. Uh, are you ready to rename some things in your life? Come on now. Amen. Why? Because God is able to descend there. Because you recognize God's presence is there. God's presence is with us. God's presence is in us. Amen. And because we, we understand that we are more equipped and more enabled and empowered. Amen. To fight this spiritual warfare that's all around us. That's, 
has been paralyzing the church because the church has stopped recognizing it and not we have got carnal and we have got organized in all man's ways and man's doings and and we kind of just push God and His Spirit out. It don't take all that. Well, what did we come with a better plan than following the Spirit of God? Than letting the Holy Ghost be our leader. When we get so, so wise and so dignified and so smart, amen, and we, we brought the business models into the church, amen, and kicked God out, and we got so organized that God can't move. He said, Lord, help me to do some stuff that's crazy. Just whatever you say, it might look crazy. It might see, that's why God does things like that. Because, you know, we, we, anybody can follow what man is organized. So when God does stuff that's unusual and unordinary, it turns hands. You know, and I call people and say, wait a minute, why do you start healing people and, and healing methods and stuff? Why do you begin to do things that was out of the ordinary? Every time when you see God perform the miracle, something unusual or unordinary in the Bible, you see it got folks' attention. So, so God just do some unusual stuff through me. Do some crazy stuff through me. Come on, let's, let's, let's do some things that's going to get people's attention. Now, now, we got the record saying you were sick, but what happened? God healed it. God changed it. Huh? When they said they were going to come and take everything you had, all of a sudden God did, did, did something financially, miraculously, and all of a sudden... I don't know how, but God did it. God turned it around. All they said it was going, they were see. If we would just get to a place to believe God. To believe God. It's not yielding to our own imagination. It's not yielding to the to the the, the, the ways of this world around us. And then get to a place that Lord, whatever you say. I see the warfare. I recognize the enemy. Oh, you, you've exposed. He's not undercover no more. And I want you to have your way in In this house. In my house. In my life. In my mind. In my heart. I want you to have your way. You don't, you think it's yours? Huh? I mean, that, that's, that's what he desires. But he's not going to bust in. He's going to bust in by him. And first we got to acknowledge our weakness. We need to acknowledge our shortcomings. We need to stop denying, amen, that we got issues. Say, Lord, here's my issue. Well, he already knows, but you know, he said you have to because you ask. Say, Lord, here's my issue. Please take a moment. Please deliver me, God. I'm being honest. I'm being open. I know you know I'm jacked up. Huh? But Lord, I'm being open I'm high. I'm not walking in the power that you want me to walk. I'm tired of feeling guilty every time I mess up. Huh? I'm tired of the enemy beating me up. I'm tired of, of, of embracing his thoughts and not yours. His ways and not yours. I want to be a breakthrough believer. I want to be a kingdom. Uh, I want the enemy to get nervous when every time I wake up. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Huh? 
And all of you see me getting on my knees. He's going to start popping some Maylocks. Huh? I, I, I want him to be that nervous. And don't go over if I go to the church, he's calling 911. Help me. That, that's the kind of living that we can have. This, this is not hard stuff. It's a decision. And notice now, I'm going to say this. When you make that decision, don't you know the enemy is listening? Don't you know he watched the parallel? Parallel? So he's going to launch an attack against you here? He's going to come against you, honey? He's going to try to stop you, Pastor Fred, when you say I'm going higher? Oh, girl, you know what? But that's all right. Because we already read in Ephesians, the first chapter, that the fullness is in me. I just need to know it. I just need to exercise it. I just need to tap into it. I ain't weak. Just tell yourself, I ain't weak. Don't talk to the person next to you. Just tell yourself, I ain't weak. Someone stop acting weak. I'm going to tap into the power that's on the inside of me so that I can be the person that God has called me to be. It don't make no sense. You run it next door. You run it to church, try to get a cup of sugar, and you got four pounds of it at home. You just don't know it. You put it in the cupboard, you know, when you bought the house, it was in there. Uh, you run it that way, I passed it. You got plenty of home. What am I saying? There's plenty of you. There's plenty in you. That's David praying for me. There's plenty in you. Uh, there's plenty. And we don't just open up the cupboard. Oh, you said it had a can. But see, we don't fight and we go in. Because we recognize what God has already placed on the inside of us. I'm not caving in no more. I'm not giving in no more. But I'm standing on the word of God. Did you say that? I'm not caving in no more. I'm not giving in no more. But I'm standing on the word of God. I'm going to be who he created me to be. Let's stand. Hallelujah. God's going to do some great things through y'all. Amen? Amen. He's going to do some mighty, powerful acts. You know what? If, if, you know, if, if he could change the world with wealth, oh, we began to deal with that. What are you going to do? Amen. When we get 12 up in here. Wow. I really believe. Huh? Or 24. 48. And so forth. And really believe that are really ready to walk out and into the things of God. Oh my goodness. Oh Carl, we'll be out. Watch out. Stay. Better watch out. Huh? It's a breakthrough belief. It's raising up to be all God has called us. Just by our hands. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we give you high praise. We magnify you, our native Lord. We thank you right now in this hour. Lord, because of what it is that you do. Who it is that you are in our lives and in our situations. God, we thank you right now. And we magnify you, Lord, that God, you're calling us higher. You're exposing us more and more, God, to your presence in our lives. 
Oh, you're there, God. Lord, you said, hear my, hear my, hear my. And help us, Lord, to acknowledge. Help us to answer that call. Help us, Lord, to embrace you in every situation and circumstance, Lord. Because you said you're standing at the door. And you're knocking, you're knocking, you're knocking. And God, we, we we're going to open up. We're going to let you into our situations. We're going to let you into our circumstances. We're going to let you in, God. We're not going to continue to try to do this by ourselves. On our own, God. We'll lean into our own understanding. But Lord, we're calling on you now. We're saying, come in, come in. Come into my house. Come into my heart. Come into my situation. Come into my mind. Come into my attitudes. Come into my feelings. Lord, come into all these places, Lord, that I might be able to demonstrate you in the earth, Lord. That I can't be a kingdom person, God. Lord, that I can't have breakthroughs in my life. And all these situations, Lord, that have come to hold me back, Lord, that come to, to disempower me, God, I take the power back right now. In the name of Jesus. And I declare over your people, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. That we are victorious in you. And that we can do everything that your word has said that we can do. Lord, so we declare right now victory. We declare breakthroughs, God. We declare new minds and new hearts, God. We declare, God, new attitudes, God. We declare right now, in the name of Jesus, every need being met, God, as we embrace you and we follow you and trust you and believe you. Let it be done. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. Because we want to demonstrate you in the earth. We want you to be glorified. The Lord, speak to those hidden places, those secret places. Speak to those things, God. Lord, that the enemy is us for many years, some of us, to hold us back and to hold us down, God. We break the strongholds right now in the name of Jesus. Because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. And I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Give somebody a high five. Say, you can do this. Now what's gonna happen is the enemy's gonna try you. He's gonna try to get you upset. He's gonna try to get you to have an attitude. He's gonna try to get you to be depressed. He's gonna try, but you know what you gotta tell him you are lying. I serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's already working on my side. And this that you're trying to bring to me is nothing to him. So I'm giving it to him and I'm going to give you some praise while I'm at it. He just started messing with the devil. When the devil messes with you, listen, 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 listen. Let me just go in here and put me on some worship music. Let me go on in here and just, just praise him for a while. I see how I feel about it after I praise my God. Turn it around on Every problem, every situation gives you a reason to praise God. Gives you a reason to enter into worship. And watch God. I ain't got no more tears to give to the devil. But I don't mind worshiping him until the tears just streaming down my face. Because I love him so much. We're going to magnify him up in here. We're going to give him the glory in our lives. They're going to know.
It's something different about you. Huh? On your job, they're going to know it's different. Your relatives are going to know there's something different about you. You're going to be so crazy loving and forgiving. So I tried to mess him up and he hooking me up. There's something wrong with him. Huh? But that just means there's something right with you. Because God is changing up. You're hearing it. You haven't given your life to the Lord. You haven't made the commitment to Him. I invite you all to know the altar, amen, that you can go on the I'm going to get saved. I'm going to give my life to the Lord. I'm going to walk with the Lord. Maybe, maybe you walk away and you know you need to rededicate yourself a little uh, Get reconnected. I'm talking about proper connection. Uh, there's something in your life, amen, that makes you feel like I'm not worthy and I can't, I, I, I can't do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
thank you right now for all these that have come. I thank you, Lord God, for your word, Lord, that speaking to their heart and their mind, God. I thank you, God, Lord, that you give us opportunity to lay down the weight, to lay down those things, God, that enemies will try to hold up and use against us, Lord. Lord, that we are more than conquerors in you. We have the victory in the name of Jesus. We don't come ashamed, Lord, but we come glad, God. We come happy, Lord, we come excited that we have an opportunity, Lord, to cast all the works of darkness. Lord, that we might step into your father's life. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray strength, God. I pray victory. Hallelujah. Lord, because we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. Lord, the victory is already ours. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, the honor of the living God. Lord, if you ask us to be glory unto your name. Lord, I pray, God, you restore the joy. You restore the peace in the heart of your people, God.
Not not did any of you use anything in anybody? Amen. To manifest that warfare in your life. You just gotta know, amen. It ain't them. It's the enemy trying to use it. So I'm gonna pray for them. I'm gonna love them. I'm gonna pray for them. But I'm I'm gonna recognize what the enemy is trying to do. And I agree. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Awesome. Words. Praise God. Father God, I thank you, God. I give you glory, God, and honor, God. You use me as you will, Father God, that you may be glorified and your people may be encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, praise God to give us some encouragement, praise God, on our giving. And uh, we're going to go into First Kings and starting at the 8th verse, praise God, when God told Elijah to go to Zeropath and to this widow woman's house. And as he went, he did just what God told him to uh, do. He followed orders, praise God, and he did it. And as he went, praise God, Elijah saw the woman and she was picking up sticks. And you think about it, a famine in the land, and she probably was very puny, you know, kind of wiggly, you know, in her walk and stuff, but she was getting these sticks, praise God, to cook a meal for her and her son. But when Elijah saw her, he told her, he said, bring me a cup of water. And as she was going, okay, get you the water, going to get the water, Elijah turned again and he told the woman, he said, uh, and bring me a small piece of bread, please. Now, you know, it could be some trouble right here. It could be some trouble. Some of us probably would have went like, oh, oh, you know, we'd have just had some words to say. But you know what the woman did? She told Elijah, she said, as your God liveth, I have nothing but a handful of flour and just a little bit of oil in a jar to cook a cake. That's all I got. And you know what? When I cook this bread, me and my son, we are going to eat it, and then we're going to die. You think about a handful. That's about a tablespoon of flour, huh? You know, sometimes we feel a tablespoon of flour. Many of us have maybe like thrown that out. The bank, there's nothing in it, you know. I ain't got nothing. You know, we get to complaining about, ain't no food in this house. Ball up the bag, just throw that little tablespoon of flour out. Praise God. Praise God. But you know what? Elijah said, okay. He said, but, look, you know, sometimes you wonder, like, do he speak English? And I remember I'm speaking another language. But Elijah told him, he said, you know what he told him? He said, okay, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. That, he, he looked a handful of flour. He said, go, and but first, make a cake and bring it to me. I got a handful of flour. I know, you know, we would, we would just, you know, we have our own ideas, our own gender about that little flour. Our own mindset, you know, we make that flower more bigger than our great God. But she said, I have a handful. He said, go. But first, make, the, make that cake and bring it to me. And sometimes we forget about the definition of first. I went on the internet and I looked up first. It said, be before all others with respect to time, order, rank, and parts, etc. Use as the original number one. You don't get the 10 and come back to one. You don't get the five and come back to one. He said, first, bring me that cake, that first one. And then he said, go back and cook some for you and your son. See, we done messed up. You know, sometimes we mess up. We miss our blessings. We 
God's going to do something great in our life. God knows me. He's been working on me with this, and I, I've been determined. I don't want to disobey God. And who did I say? Every day, every day, every day. Every day. Hey. But everybody got your offer. You got your money in the envelope. Everybody got your offer. We're going to raise that. Let's stand up on our feet. And we're going to raise our offer. Don't raise God. Let's talk to this is what God wants us to do. This little thing here. Just look around. Just look around in front of you. And if you see somebody that don't have anything, I'm not saying I'm not trying to make nobody shame. God don't come to bring condemnation, but He wants to give us to be blessed. And if you have a little extra, just flip it in somebody's seat. And then that's time for you to go to the dollar store. That's for you to put it in the envelope, praise God, and put it in the offering bucket. Okay, put your name on. That's gonna be your offering, praise God. If you don't have anything, you see somebody that's standing, they might not have nothing. Praise
think we ran it all the way. Amen. 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 Amen.
So if you didn't catch it, if you're wondering why we weren't doing all those other things, that's why. Because he was opening the manual and showing us, this is what we're getting ready to do. All I can tell you is stand by. So let's give the man of God a hand praise. Oh, <laughs> 